Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Decker. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. Mike, we are here, and we have officially made it, Mike. Episode 200. If I had a sound effect that says 200, 200, then I'd, Wait, be a, you don't then have, I'd have a lot more disposable income, but okay. I don't. But here we are. We did it. 200 episodes, Mike. Before we get into the rundown on this week's show... Um, if you haven't noticed by now on our social medias, it'll be up probably by the time you guys see it. But a brand new logo for the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast, third edition. You can officially get the new official logo t-shirt on belowthecollar.com forward slash I'm Always Right PC. All one word, no spaces. Um, uh, we'll be posting links to that on our social media as well. But Mike, new logo. Um, we've been in a new studio for a while here. We're probably going to go be back on YouTube relatively soon, but thoughts just on 200 episodes. Mike, did you think we'd ever get here? I knew we would get yeah, here. Yeah, I know. We're too stubborn not to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, have a moment for yourself the first 200 episodes that you think, all right, that's a moment that we'll always, always remember. I say looking at you in your eyes right now because I know exactly what you're going to say. No, I, okay. I, I don't have one. You don't have one? No. Really? Which, which rant... Do you like the most for me? <clears throat> oh, no, no. I was talking about just for you, like, in general. Like, which oh. one, when you think about over the 200 episodes, what moments from the show? Not that you oh. did particularly, oh. just, just in general. Oh, I I love the episode, specifically <laughs> the episode where LeBron James won the championship. Yeah, that was, that a, was a lot of touting you. for me. Yeah, that was, that was a, a that lot was of a, fun. Yeah. I had the similar when Stafford won the Super Bowl. Yeah. That was a big one for yeah. me. That, actually, I don't know. I don't know. Was I more ridiculous and annoying when they beat Tampa on the last-minute throw to win the game after they almost blew it, or was I more annoying after they won the Super Bowl? Which one was it? You were just really annoying for that <laughs> four-week stretch. Like, that entire four-week stretch. You were just I like, actually, God damn it. I couldn't tell if you were a Lions fan or a Rams fan. Oh, I was a Stafford fan, so yeah. by de facto, I guess I, I, I pulled the U. You yeah. don't, you're not a Lakers fan. You're a LeBron fan. So yeah. by de facto, I had to be. Now I don't care nearly as much. He'd get it. He won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I hope fame. he gets Tommy Johnson's out for the year. Oh, I don't like that. I still want to break a whole bunch of records, but just, you know. No, because I just, see, I am, I am a soul. See, now we're getting to this Lions thing. <laughs> I just want the Rams to be like the third overall pick. Yeah, that'd be yeah. Honestly, that'd be pretty spectacular. Also, yeah, if he got hurt and then they did it, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. but like just as like next year, yeah, he can ahead, do what he can do whatever he wants because yeah. it doesn't impact the Lions at all. I don't think they're gonna be. I don't think I think they're gonna be like a divisional round exit this year. They don't still, look right. Still a little yeah, late I for know, me. I know. It's like 26. I, I, I need like can we? I, I can negotiate like 22. <laughs> Get out in the wild card. Get out in the wild. Yeah, lose they don't, to Jacksonville. They, and That'd the way and the way that they're looking right now, they don't look good. So their offensive line looks like poop. Defense is lit, as you mentioned last week, one injury away from basically collapsing. Yeah. So, um, but you know, yeah, that that's those are some good moments. I I still will never forget us in your room when in the early days of the show where we had to like construct a studio out of spare parts mm -hmm. that we found, and Kyle's like biggest free agent acquisition lines can sign. Jared Cook. Jared Cook. I just, I, I'll never forget that one. We probably talked about it in episode 102, but that one always just, because it just goes, where the hell did he pull that from? Anytime Kyle's ever been here for any sort of wrestling topic, it's pretty good because yeah. he's got no idea. There, what's there going was on. the one, um, I think it was for Double or Nothing or something yeah. when we did predictions and he was just sitting here. Yeah. And we just looked to him and he was like, yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah, those are good. Those are good. I like that. And then every time Some Kyle talked analysis. himself into Ohio State not beating Michigan. Mm -hmm. And then last year him having – he had his 
LeBron James yeah. slash Matthew Stafford moment last year oh, when did. they beat Ohio State. And then like, it was even worse when they lost to Georgia. Yeah, because we all had them beating Georgia, and we were like, oh. Well, it was a lot whoops. of optimism going whoops. into that one. Yeah, whoops. Yeah. Well, when you beat Ohio State and you win a Big Ten championship, and you're like, all right, like, you yeah. know, maybe. Yeah, here's the, yeah, so like, here's the thing. Like, yeah. I will, if, if like the Lions made the playoffs this year, yeah. and they made like a seven seed, right. and they played like, Tampa, who's a two seed? Yeah, I go. I'll put I'll put money on the Lions to win. Yeah, but knowing, but like knowing yeah. they're probably not yeah, going right, to. Right. Like I did the same. Right. Like I'll put money on Michigan. Yeah. Knowing, knowing well, they're probably not like, going to win. Yeah, this is gonna be a tough. But pass. like I'm gonna yeah. root for them. So yeah. like you know, yeah. Might as well put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, for yeah exactly. Sure. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna root for a team, but put money on the other team. That yeah. just doesn't make sense. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we we've been doing this show long enough now where we got to see the entire map, Patricia tenure we did like start i think our like end. fourth episode was him getting hired yeah i remember we saw we, we've been here the entire time uh matt lafleur matt lafleur was like remember our first topic that we talked about on this show was mike mccarthy getting fired yeah that was the very first thing we talked about on the show which is wow remember when we used to have scripts <laughs> Yeah. So now topic you're just list? giving all the secrets With away. Topic yeah, I know. It's now, okay, we're 200 episodes. I know. In. Now you're just like now. Yeah. Now you're making everyone be like, "Wow, they just don't have scripts." <laughs> like, we just talk so about it ahead of time. Mike gets here like an hour before we actually record. We talk everything over. We're always in constant communication. It's what we do. We're even keeping track on high school teams. We went to the Chip Dakota game. That was a ton of fun. Chip's got a kicker. He's going to be going to Florida State or something pretty soon. Yeah. That dude's a freak. Um, Lots of good times though so far. Is there? Is there? Give me a give me a take for you, Mike. Where you go? Yeah, way off. Way off. Way off. Uh, off the top of my head. Yeah. It's it can, and I'm gonna give you not that Trevor Lawrence is gonna revolutionize the league. It hasn't <laughs> happened yet, so you can't say that. <laughs> That's not gonna be way off. It's gonna happen. Um, Just hasn't happened. Way yet. off. I think uh, us. Well, I guess. See, that's not. That might not be way off anymore, though. What? So I was gonna say originally, yeah, Okuda being like the next Jalen Ramsey, yeah, that, that was bad. that was kind of bad. Yeah. But as of like week yeah. two, maybe going into week yeah. three, depending on how the Vikings game is, yeah, right. It might maybe. like it might start turning now. Yeah, maybe we're but like maybe for, there was a good two good. years where that take is probably one of our worst. Looked rough. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was not a good one. Uh, I think uh, me trying to convince the entire world that the Lakers are gonna beat Phoenix that year and go to the championship was pretty rough. <laughs> that that lasted a whole. I tried talking myself into the fact that Trey Flowers was gonna actually make a difference. That was a bad one. Yeah, that was. Rough. I remember we watched that Super Bowl where they got diced up yeah. the year before Patricia got there, mm-hmm. and we were like, "Well, there's our head coach and probably the first free agent signing that they're gonna bring in." Yeah, and they looked terrible. That was not. That was not good. Yeah, that was not good. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think I can't remember a, like super off take. I think like the Okuda one's probably one of our worst. Yeah, that's not good. It, it, you know what it was too. I think a little bit was just the fact that it was like uh, because Stafford was still here. I would say this: if we were in the if we were in the I know right now speaking in this present moment because he just threw six touchdowns against Baltimore. But like, I don't think drafting Tua would have also solved yeah. this team's problems. Now, I do think drafting Herbert would solve a lot of these teams Yeah, problems. yeah, exactly. But, you know, nobody at the time was pounding the table for Herbert because his combine was so poopy. Yeah. So, you know, it was one of those scenarios where it was like, well, what do you do? So yeah. the tank, it was never tank for Herbert. It was tank for Tua. And then it was, well, well maybe tank, we should. Tank for Herbert just doesn't flow yeah, like right. tank for Tua does. Yeah, right. Yeah, hurt everyone for Herbert. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hurt everyone. Be for bad Herbert. for Burrow. That's what Cincinnati. That's what Cincinnati was. <laughs> but nobody expected 
Joe Burrow to yeah. come out of nowhere that LSU year. No. Um, oh, yeah. that was also really bad. Me thinking that Trevor Lawrence was going to go beat LSU that year. was That yeah. was pretty rough. Yeah. Especially you know. looking – you know what? Looking back at that LSU team – one of the best college teams ever, legitimately. Like, uh, you had Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase <laughs> on the same team yeah. at, 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 for a year. Uh-huh. It was pretty rough. <laughs> and, like, yeah. Trevor Lawrence had, like, T. Higgins. As and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah. All first-round picks. Yeah, and their whole offensive line was, like, yeah. first-round picks. Yeah. They had that, and, that, like, Patrick Queen. That all-starting 22 I think 21 out of 22. The only one who didn't was Thaddeus Moss, Randy Moss's son, the tight end. Yeah. It's the only one who didn't get drafted. Yeah, so I think I think that one, me really having a lot of faith in Trevor Lawrence, that one was a little rough. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he did overcome the monster that was Alabama. So, yeah. I mean, you know, How? props to you. Props to you. Props. I like that. All right, let's get into this week's show, though. Like I said, guys, episode 200, we really thank you for all the support. Um, if you haven't already, go to the website, check out the new logo, check out the new merchandise. You know, we still do have our Swift Lifestyles agreement as well. So if you go to swiftlifestyles.com, use our code always, right? All one word, you get 15% off all Swift lifestyle products you know you got the energy drinks you got the gummies you got the vitamins you got some sweet merchandise there you got the blender bottles lots of good stuff there and as always go to below the forward slash i'm always right pc to get our official new logo t-shirt it's already up on the store i put it up a couple days ago so if you haven't seen it already you need to go get that right now um you can also buy our vintage tea if you want to know a common place to go get all that stuff with direct links just go ahead and go to i'm always right pc.com you'll see the uh, shop iar tab just go there uh and you can get all your official i'm always right sports podcast merchandise once again we really thank you for all the support uh would not be here without you i gotta say a big shout out to bank right mike right here um best podcast co-host i could ask for um yeah i'd like to say the same thing about kyle but he's a slacker so you know he comes in a solid you know fit. you know let's, let's let's get a little more tip in the yeah. yesterday yeah kyle did not watch the michigan game yesterday because he was too stressed out about it oh my god so kyle if you're listening to this and we're gonna talk about michigan later <laughs> i'm just gonna keep bringing it up yeah yeah we will talk about michigan and that's a good point mike and that leads us kind of our rundown for the for the day right we are we are going to be talking aew grand slam we've got a big pistons trade that me and mike are both huge fans of we've got a new uh president of baseball operations for your detroit tigers and yes we are going to be talking michigan and michigan state you know we usually don't go week to week on this stuff but this week was a little bit different. We so. also do go week to week to Michigan, Michigan State. It's not, it does feel like that at times. You know, I don't know if we'll say, go against it. If, if, the Lions, if the Lions played on Saturday, yeah. we'd probably go week to week on Lions yeah. too. But it's just – I don't like to – here's the thing. Week to week is, is tough for, for sports like this because I don't like to have inflammatory reactions mm-hmm. to one result, right? Maybe I feel less I feel less strongly about that when it comes to the NFL. Like the NFL, I feel like you kind of got to let it play out a little bit more because you yeah. can lose a game in the NFL – and be okay. Yeah. As we saw with Michigan State, Michigan State season's basically over yeah. now, so it's a little bit it's a little bit different, but we'll get there. That's the main event. So let's let's start out hot. Let's do what we do best. Uh let's talk some professional wrestling. Let's talk AEW. Um Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. I do we really need to go over the Rampage stuff? So I I was just going to go over Rampage really quick just, first. Yeah, let's just go the results. Because yeah. this had one title match and a whole bunch of really nothing that happened, yeah, but really. I mean the great Muda showed up. Great. <laughs> He's retiring next week. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we open with Darby <laughs> Allen and Sting defeating the House of Black, Brody King and Buddy Matthews. Yeah. Because Great Muda came out and yeah. did stuff. Yeah. It was fun. 
Um, some stuff in some people's eyes. Yeah, Darby Allen. Darby Allen looked like he died though. Like, yeah, he got his head cut open pretty hard, so that was fun. I don't really know what they're doing with him. Yeah, he's just kind of there. He's just kind of hanging. Yeah, he's just kind of he's just you existing. You know what? It's okay. We we like to hang out. Oh, sure, whatever. <laughs> uh, Action Bronson and Hook beat the Jericho Appreciation Society in five minutes. What main event anywhere in the country? Um, Samojo and Wardlow beat Josh Woods and Tony Nese in two minutes and 24 seconds. What? No way. Next. Uh, a fun match, Jungle Boy beating Ray Phoenix. This match was, was actually, good. like, kind of interesting to watch. Yeah. It went 16 minutes, and Jungle Boy wins. Well, they had to fill some time somewhere. You got yeah. five minutes and two minutes. All right, so we got seven minutes done out of a two-hour rampage. Yes. Woof. Uh, Entrances were longer. Yeah. Sam McVarro beat Eddie Kingston by referee decision in eight minutes. That was a little shocking by that. Kind of I kind of thought Eddie Kingston I think was. I thought that was I think that was a Eddie. You've been talking a lot of shit, so maybe you're gonna go do the job, and we're all gonna get back on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jay Cargill beat. Uh, Who cares? Diamante. Diamante right? in two minutes thirty six seconds. The funny part was this, this girl Trina came out. Mm, I got nothing. I knew I knew who that was. No, got nothing. Apparently, like it's like for the younger crowd. She's like a hip hop artist or something. Oh. I thought she was a wrestler. Yeah. No. Apparently not. So me and Mike are not hip to the lingo. Yeah, I'm not very hip here. here. Yikes! Every time they bring out, they brought out a rapper on uh, for the acclaimed too. Was it was it the acclaimed or was yeah, no, it was the, a swerve right? or it was a swerve and yeah, complete? Yeah, and I was yeah. like, I don't know the hell this guy is. I don't either. And I'm like, I, maybe I'm showing my ass here a little bit, and then everyone's gonna respond to us and be like, you don't know who Chips and Dip is? I don't know, like yeah, what his name I, is. I, I didn't know who it was I, either. I, I got nothing. Yeah, I mean, this is how I've been since I was like 14. Was yeah. Like, I was like, well, like some people, people, you know, thought well, of. it's like some people like, you know, just, you know, like default, like, okay, yeah. it's like flow rider. I go, okay, I, I, I get it. Yeah. Like I, if I, I didn't watch him do the rocks entrance, I would not, if you like show me a picture, I'd be, I don't know who that is. Yeah. But. Like yes, Snoop Dogg walking out. Yeah. Sasha Banks. Okay. I know who Snoop is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. The, like one, every... the, the one match on the show that actually like did anything for anybody, the battle Royal. Yeah. Hangman wins by last eliminating Roosh. So he gets a shot on, when is it, October 18th, episode of Dynamite, because that is when they're going back to Cincinnati, Ohio, where John Moxley's from. So they're doing the hometown championship match for yeah, Moxley. Sure. Sounds good to me. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk about that in like three weeks. I, I feel like right now the world title situation is just kind of blah. We're just waiting for MGF to win it full gear, and then we'll start going. Exactly. So, so it's just kind of like, okay, sure. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Um, like they're bringing in Juice Robinson next week in a championship eliminator match type deal, and I go, yeah. what? so Juice is coming in just to take the L? Like, yeah, what, what's the is. point? Uh, Stupid to me. And then you get uh, Ricky Starks getting the win over Powerhouse Hobbs, as we predicted in a lights out match. So it technically doesn't count. Yeah, seems about right. Yeah, sure. Cool. Why not? All right, so that was Rampage. We sound very unenthused because it was very unenthused. Yeah, it just it, once again, it was like I don't really think you needed 2 hours for this. Honestly, yeah. like you could just put this into 2 weeks and people would have been like, "That's fine." Yeah. It very much feels like 2015 SmackDown. <laughs> where like nothing happens on SmackDown because yeah. it was the combined, you know yeah. what I mean? So like everything it was, a, it was like the Raw SmackDown Super Show, so yeah. like it yeah. was just like all these extra random matches and yeah, no one cares like, about was on nobody SmackDown. Nobody cares about SmackDown at all. Yeah. All right, so main, so this is so this happened before Rampage, yeah, but this is like actually like this about. is the actual like things happened and fun stuff was happening on this show. Yeah. So we open up wild. Yeah. Um, Ring of Honor World Title Match, Jericho beating 
Claudio Castanoli in 14 minutes and 50 seconds to win the Ring of Honor World title after kicking him in the nut nuts and hitting him with the Judas effect. This man's got four stars. Kicked him in the ding ding, as Steve Carino would say. And I thought, I thought actually the most interesting part was after the match yes. where everyone comes out, the Jericho appreciates it, like, yeah, you're awesome. And then the pure champion, Daniel Garcia, who's technically a part of that group, is like, like – Not approving. It's like you're the yeah. Ring of Honor champion and there was no honor in that win. Yeah, right. Kind of like mm-hmm. – Well, he did the same thing when he beat Brian too yeah, and exactly. everything else. Like he's been so... cheating and Daniel's like – Daniel I'm Garcia is like very – Garcia expecting to – flip side here. Oh, 1000 percent You know why though this is this is difficult right now is because you don't have Ring of Honor television. And I know yeah. Tony talked about that recently where he's like, listen, we're trying. Like yeah. we think that the pay-per-views have been and they have been. The pay-per-views have been really Oh, pay-per-views have been awesome. So when they are gonna do final battle, yeah, I'm assuming and that's gonna be really good. it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. So I don't know about TV before. But that, the though. problem is you're not really able to build long term storylines for Ring of Honor champions because it's kind of just thrown into the mix a little bit, right? Yeah. So um it's tough for them to kind of build something for like, yeah. I feel like Garcia is like the perfect guy to be in ring of honor. Wheeler, you are guys that are like, I'm like, okay, those are young stars yeah. that you can allow them to grow and have big wins over each other and do all that stuff. And then when they come back to AEW, like, Oh, these are made. Yeah, that's a former ring of honor world. That's a former yeah, yeah. television. Whatever. No, I understand. Agree. Um, yeah. I did hear, I think from Dave Meltzer that like Tony Khan, if he wanted to today, yeah. could put them on TV, mm-hmm. but it'd be like a really bad time slot on like an off-brand channel. Yeah, that's and so like that, like that Tony Khan's trying to get like a TBS yeah, like nine right. o'clock Warner deal Brothers one day or something. Kind of thing. But like apparently it was like they could get them on at like eleven o'clock on like a Thursday night if they yeah, wanted to. But just like no, that's that's well, stupid. and that's the thing too is because you're walking that line of having to you're you're telling us that Ring of Honor matters. Yeah, but if you put it, oh, you're like yeah, you can go catch it. On 3 a.m. on the East Coast. Yeah, you know, on this random day, right, yeah, record yeah. or whatever. So, but yeah, so like, I, they're like, they could do TV, right. but Tony's trying to get like at least a decent time slot, a yeah. decent day. Which so I don't, people, I don't, which I love. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'd rather, I yeah. I'd rather you do the yeah, wait a little bit because you can also, you can do this Ring of Honor stuff on Rampages and stuff yes. to kind of up Rampage a little bit yeah. until you get Ring of Honor TV. So. Yeah, so um, I love, so going back to the match though. You know, he's yeah. the Ocho now, Jericho. Ocho. I love the fact that Jericho can somehow just every time he does anything of any sort of relevance, he just immediately comes up with something new, right? Yeah. Like I just think that it's so creative where he's just like, no, no. When I do this, this is, we're gonna go into this, mm-hmm. and then here's the shirt, and here's this. Like it's just it's so smart. Yep. Um, I, I I dig it. I dig Jericho being the Ring of Honor World Champion. I think it's I think it takes a shot in the arm. I think it's a little bit of a different direction, mm-hmm. right? Um, he cheats to win, so you keep Claudio looking strong. But I think Claudio's got a ton of leeway in AEW right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I dig it. Yeah. I think it's really. I'm very cool. I just think it's cool. Yeah, and I'm very interested for Final Battle where you yeah. could, you can either do a rematch where it's like no DQ for yep. Claudio and Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. or you can just find somebody else. You can do yeah. like an Adam Cole and just have right. him and Jericho do something. You when you have so back. many like, options here, and it allows. And and I know people are gonna throw flack here a little bit, but let's be honest with ourselves. Jericho being Ring of Honor World Champion mm-hmm. immensely helps the Ring of Honor World title. Yeah. The fact that you have Chris Jericho. I think either him, and I wouldn't even hate if you did Jericho Bryan 3 for Final Battle oh or something. Oh, my God. The but Bryan like, wins the title. But like Bryan wins the title back. Yeah, and he wins the title back, Ooh. and now you got Daniel. Because I think Jericho and Bryan are the two outside of Moxley right now yeah. that like could really— 
put that I, title yeah, up there for sure. And yeah. I think Brian match quality wise could just yeah. go on a tear for six months. And you and have just... so many Ring of Honor tie-ins, right? Like Adam Page, former Ring of Honor guy, right? Like Cole, and Cole. Ad, you know Kyle O'Reilly, former Ring of Honor World Champion, Samoa Joe, Colt Cabana, Christopher Daniels, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio yep. Sky. You just have so many guys that have have Ring of Honor roots. So I. The fact that Jericho is Ring of Honor World Champion, I get it's kind of not a world title anymore, right? Until they get their own show. But the fact that you have Chris Jericho saying, I want to be Ring of Honor World Champion, mm-hmm. is going to elevate that championship so much. Not yeah. that Claudio couldn't, not that not that Gresham couldn't or anything like that, but when you have somebody that's right now in a lot of people's mind like top five ever, mm-hmm. and putting on the performance he is, that just... And I'm very excited because I think... Ring of Honor, when they finally do get TV and they start doing more Mm -hmm. either monthly pay-per-views or semi-whatever they're going to do for their pay-per-view system, I think they're going to become the NXT and like the takeover to what AEW is. Like the AEW pay-per-view is going to be your big spectacle events kind of thing. Like you're all outs, double nothings. But then it's like, all right, death before dishonor. We're going to get five. Right. We're going to get Brian, Claudio. We're going to get... Yep. Uh, FTR and the Briscoes, blah blah blah, blah yep. and they're just going to be just straight banger matches. Yep. And so I think I think they'll also help elevate oh, Ring of Honor slash AEW for sure in yeah. the future too. No, I, so. I think they've got a great plan going in. Like I said, I, I dig it. Um, like you know, I, Jericho winning the Ring of Honor Championship makes it for me. It almost comes to like when Cody won it. Mm-hmm. Because it yeah. elevates it to a different level, right? Yeah, now like, you're like shit. Cody exactly. Rhodes it's like Cody, yeah, Cody wow. Rhodes is now Ring of Honor World Champion. Now he's taking it around the world. Now he's doing all these things. Now it's like Chris Jericho is Ring of Honor World Champion. Now I know I guess some Ring of Honor purists are like, come on, but I'm like nothing again. Like I, he's never going to be considered one of the greatest Ring of Honor champions ever, mm-hmm. but he's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Yeah. So to put the world title on him, a established main event guy who's been world champion everywhere, yeah. it can't do anything but good yeah. for the title. And I and I would really like to see Daniel Bryan eventually get back to it. I would love it. I, I think because could... I don't think he's doing a lot in the AEW sphere at the moment because well, he didn't we'll win the world title. Yeah. And so because we talked about, but I think if he goes back and just does a six month stint in yeah. Ring of Honor, has and then he can go right back. If MGF is going to be champion for a while, yeah. you could have Bryan come right back in like oh, June yeah. after losing the Ring of Honor title in six months yeah. to be like, all right, now it's me and you for the world I'm title. I'm going to be honest with you right now. Don't be shocked to see Daniel Garcia somehow win the world title relatively soon. No, he definitely could. Honor. I think he could win from Jericho. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. He could, like, he I, could, he could, could be a dual, yeah. dual champion, or right. he might lose the pure one to someone. Yeah. And I could see it happening. But he, he so. could be the one to beat him for it. So. But the fact that they have these this There's a little time, bit of... Yeah, it's time, and there's exactly. a lot of intrigue in it. I dig, now, so. I dig it, for sure. But it was the right move, quite yeah. frankly. Uh, next match is everything that we expected this match to be. Yeah. Uh, the Acclaimed uh, comes out, takes on Serving Your Glory... Not nearly as good as their no. all-out one. I don't think you could be. Um, Not this close. I really game. also felt like they didn't really try to make it better. Like, they were just yeah. kind of like, okay, we're well, going to go through the, the motions and get Sandwiched big. in, the card is loaded, where you're basically, you're hoping to have back-to-back-to-back-to-back really good matches. Even, yeah. like, the women's match, like, you're expecting it to be good. Yeah. So, it, it's a tough thing to stick out, Yeah. in, in fairness. To and, so, and so then, uh, but yeah, so the acclaimed wins yep. clean right in the middle of the ring yep. they are big pop, big pop. Yep. that was that was the thing they were waiting for it was just like mm-hmm. once once uh billy gun hit like the, the ass the famous famous yeah. thing whatever it's called mm-hmm. 
the crowd was like, all right, it's happening right now. And you could tell, like, the, yeah, ele- the, the, the electricity just, like, built up. Yep. And then they hit the uh, the whatever Anthony Bowens hits, and then uh, yeah, the Max hits the elbow. But, like, once all that was happening, the crowd was like, oh, here we go. They're about to win this shit. And yeah. you really felt the crowd rise. But the entire match itself, like, the crowd was just, like, waiting for the acclaim to, like, and get the, that And that moment. was the thing, too, right, is, like, when you come back and book it so quickly after the fact, it almost felt like, oh, we didn't realize how over, so now we're going to give you the titles. Yeah. And that's something that I, I think Tony's got to be a little worried about going forward because it's one of those situations where it's like, oh, they got a really good reaction, and they're getting good reactions. Let's hurry up and put the titles on them. Or, like, let's 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 let that build a little yeah. bit. Let's, well, let's I think, I think, I think Tony, like, need they to do, need, they, they need, need to, to do, do one, control. they need to do one of two things was either audible all out yeah. and give them the titles then yeah. or wait like six months yeah. and do it at like right. revolution well, the next show right make yeah. it full gear or revolution or and something. that's the thing too we're not seeing a lot of title changes happening on pay-per-views yeah seeing no. a lot of title changes happen on t- free television mm-hmm. which then begs the question if you're the narcissist that i am you go why am i buying your pay-per-views yeah if i don't if i'm not going to see anything on your four pay-per-views a year but mm-hmm. i'm going to see everything three weeks from now on dynamite why not just Dynamite. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. just something to be cognizant of. I think that'll help a lot more once they go to they need to go to twelve. They need yeah. to get on some sort of platform. I know it's like, well, they don't need to be like WWE. Yeah, but I'm like, yeah, but to to uh, progress, yeah. right? And and to allow yourself the ability to kind of pivot quickly and mm-hmm. do stuff and have those reactions like that on a pay per view. It just and, makes and, sense. And, and to be fair, they already kind of do right twelve pay per views exactly. a month because they do like like, like this is Grand, Grand Slam, Slams, right? And yeah. then they do Bash at the Beach, and right. they do yep. uh, Winners Coming, yeah. like Fighter all Fest, the, yeah. all Fighter Fest, like all those shows that are Dynamite are shows can just be pay-per-views. your backlashes and Judgment Days and all that. And stuff. they could honestly do what WWE did back in the nineties and do like an in your house thing where you want to do a pay per view per month, fine. But like so you got your core four, mm-hmm. right? You got your revolution, you've got full gear, you've got all out and you've got double or nothing. Mm-hmm. And then all the rest of those are a two hour less priced in your house style pay per view, right? Where it's like, hey listen, we're gonna be on pay per view this month, right? So instead of fifty bucks Okay, it's twenty bucks, right? So maybe you get a three hour instead of a six hour show. That you know, because their big pay per views are so long. Okay, you're gonna get three hours, mm-hmm. right? You're still gonna get quality matches, blah 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 blah, right? Maybe not as many title defenses or something, but and allow yourself to be able to pay off some of these lower key storylines rather than having to just be like, I'm gonna, I gotta throw this on a rampage because I don't know where else to put it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I don't know. Just something to think about there as well. But um, going back to this match, though, super happy for the acclaimed. Super over. Didn't expect them to be as over as they were. Mm-hmm. I thought that pay-per-view match a couple weeks ago really solidified them. I don't know if they're long for this world, though, in terms of being yeah, no, AEW tag teams. Yeah. Um, this is a team that would benefit a lot from going to Ring of Honor, yeah. knocking off FTR, yeah. and then having like an eight-month run with the Ring of Honor tag titles, defending mm-hmm. it month after month. Yeah. That this is a team that would be perfect for yeah. that. And I will say the the story like going from like AW Dark. Oh yeah, phenomenal. Max Caster yeah. is a future main eventer. Book it now. I'm telling you right now. He is a future main eventer yeah, somewhere. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Uh next up we had the All Atlantic title match. We had Pac <clears throat> feeding Orange Cassidy in twelve minutes thirty four seconds. Um I'm gonna like just keep saying not as good as like the first one they've ever had. Yeah. But they still work solid. really good. Work. I was interested on this how this match played out a little bit because you kind of saw some heelish stuff going on from Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Then you had Pac kind of cheat to win here. 
but like Ray Phoenix and Penta are super over as baby faces. They're the sixth mansion. I don't know if it's just trying to blur that line a little bit because Pac is the bastard doing all this stuff, so he's got to yeah. keep that edge. Yeah. I didn't know if that. I think I think he I, I think he's just more of like the badass. Yeah. Baby right. So he's like, I'm gonna beat like your ass, and I don't care how I win. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. It almost feels like he is the one guy where he's like, I don't care about the fans. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna be awesome type yeah. deal. I don't know. I, I dig Pac. He's he's on a hell of a roll right now. I appreciate the fact that you had an All Atlantic title match on your own television. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, next up, we had the AEW Interim World Women's World Title Match Four Way. We yep. had uh, Athena, Britt Baker, Serena Deeb, Tony Storm. Tony Storm gets the win in nine minutes and fifty seconds. Britt Baker looked like she died. Yep, got her um, face, got her broke, face broke in it again. Yeah, uh, I feel like it's just like a common staple. If Britt Baker's in a championship match, she just gets her face broken in. I didn't like the fact that she took the fall here though. Yeah, that she also yeah annoying. she also take the fall here. Um, Tony Storm wins, and now you look at who's gonna be yep. the person that's next. Oh, that's right, Sarai. Yeah, uh, AKA. debuts AKA Page yep. from WWE. Uh, not clear, wrestling? not clear to wrestle yet. That's what I thought. That's why she didn't like interact yeah. with yeah. anybody. But she walked out of the ring. She's there. She she cleared on, the ring. Yeah, yeah, cleared the ring on dynamite. She's gonna come out and talk. I'm assuming that she's gonna. She's gotta be close to clear. Probably by like full gear ish. I would assume she's probably gonna I clear just by. I the fact that I read an article literally like three hours before. It's like update on Paige's future, and they're like she's been in contact with AEW. Since been like in the summer, with yeah. WWE. Like they're both kind of talking to her. She's like she will wrestle if it if it was the right deal type thing. Yeah. And then three hours later, she's just I go. This is why the dirt sheets are so far behind. This is yeah. funny. Um, cool to see her show up. I thought yep. the match was fine. I I there's nothing about this. Fatal four ways for, with two out of the four have no chance of winning the match. Period. Mm-hmm. You're gonna give the AEW World Title to Athena, who just got steamrolled by Jade Cargill three weeks ago. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. Serena Deeb hasn't won a meaningful match since she won the NWA Women's Title like a year into AEW. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. So it's kind of one of those situations where it's like, okay, you know, it's fine. Uh, yeah. So that match happened, and then we had our main event match, AEW World Title Grand Slam Tournament of Champions Final Match, is what it's called. I yeah. think it's really funny. Uh, Moxley, Brian, Battle of the Blackpool Combat Club members, um, and I would say not shockingly, but me upsettingly, Moxley gets the win over Brian here yeah. in 19 minutes. Um, basically. Not really by referee decision, but like kind of yeah. just like chokes him out and kills him, but he never yeah. really taps. It's one of the like passes out kind of moments. Uh, Moxley wins. He's world. He's a three time AEW World Champion now. Um, I I don't know. Or two, two, no, he's three. He's is three. he three now? Yeah. He's okay, three. he's three. Okay. I don't know. I know they count the interim one. I was like, oh. yeah, I'm. I, I guess I I don't know I don't know how I feel about this I just kind of felt like this was kind of flat yeah um maybe because I kind of had this sinking suspicion they were just gonna go well that didn't work let's just go back to Moxley because he's super over yeah um and it also felt flat I think it would have felt flat either way because you had MJF in the crowd and he's got the poker chip deal and everything and I was like okay so we're we're taking the the focus off of the the match. Mm-hmm. We're like, pay attention to this guy over here. He's gonna win the title in a couple weeks. Yeah. And now let me let me throw something at you here. Okay. Would you have preferred them to just straight rip off WWE, have MJF come out, cash in that stupid title shot after Moxie won and beat him? Same night. 
and just get and rip the band-aid off and just go, I'm smarter than all of you. I didn't need to I don't need to have a match. Why do we need to have a match for? I got the stupid thing. I smarted you out at the at the pay-per-view. I didn't have to do anything there. And now I'm the best wrestler in the world because I'm the AEW world champion because I'm better than you. Yeah. It's it's not the, you know what wor- I mean? the worst idea. Cause they kept hinting he's got a title shot anytime he wants. Yeah. But I'm like, so does that mean he's gonna do I the think, edge thing? I will say if you were going to do it a little more meaningfully, yeah, it'd be very interesting if you did it in the Cincinnati show okay. against Hangman. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Let's build on that. Yeah, I like that. Because yeah. you have a big like 30-minute yep. match with mm-hmm. Hangman, former right. world champion, John right. Moxley. Yep. Moxley's like dead after yep. it, and then he comes out. Because I think I think this one is the tease of like, I'm here. I could do it now, right. but I'm going to wait. But right. now you do it. In Cincinnati or whatever hometown, yeah, he gets the, the biggest, big hometown yeah. pop, and then he walks. To, him and Tony Khan walk out. Yeah. Tony Khan goes, "Match happening right now. Yeah. I can't do anything about it." Yeah, right. Moxie or MJ pins him in like three minutes. Then everyone, because yeah. that's how you get everyone to boo the crap out of him. Oh yeah, because if he catches in on Wednesday, everyone cheers him right. because everyone's cheering him right now. Right. That's how you get everyone to boo him. Is yeah. the hometown guy? You beat the hometown guy in the home city. I just thinking out like looking at it from the and the only reason why I brought this up was because I was like, Moxley wants to go away for a bit. Yeah, you know he's still doing his GCW stuff. I'm assuming he's gonna drop the title to Nick Cage in that career versus title match. <sighs> That's in a couple that weeks. gets really icky now because do you have your world champion lose That's now? That's what I'm saying, dude. That's what I'm saying. So it's like I don't know what the hell they're gonna do here. I don't do know if here. Tony Khan's gonna want that to happen, but right. but then it's like Nick Cage's career is online. Yeah, so it's like, so it's like he can't, it, well, he can't if, lose he's reti- if he just wants to retire, I guess that's fine. Yeah. But like at some point, GCW is gonna need somebody else to be there more than once every four months. Yeah. Um, but that that we're getting off track here. I don't know. Like I said, it just felt like they were emphasizing the fact that yeah. That's your world champion yeah. up there. He's just the uncrowned champion. Yeah. That's how it came off to me. Thought the match was fine. Would have preferred Brian to win. Mm-hmm. He's now like zero and five in big matches mm-hmm. that mean anything. I don't know. I know. And they even touted the storyline. He was like, "Yeah, there's only four people at AEW that's beat him." It was like, "Yeah, Jericho, Hangman, Daniel Garcia, and yeah. Moxley." And, he's all and then he avenged all the first three, and the yeah. fourth one was here, and then he lost again. I was right. like, "Oh, okay, yeah. that's fine." Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think if I had to guess. They're gonna do if he does cash in the coin be full four gear. I would yeah. assume it's at that Cincinnati show. Yeah. Because they've already announced that it's like Hangman and him right. at that show already. Like right. they announced it three weeks beforehand. Like. Right. Yeah. So if my best guess, if they didn't do it Wednesday, they're gonna do it then. Yeah. If they're uh, if they're gonna do it be full four gear, maybe I feel like it would be a dumb move for a character like MGF to cash it in at a pay per view. No, well, so I the I think the thought is it's either he's just okay, he's gonna say, hey, I want my shot at full gear yeah and like that's how he gets the shot yeah but the way they were putting it on television was that he it's like money in the bank yeah like they're like he's got a title shot anytime he wants i'm like so that would mean that he's not gonna really have a match no but that's what i mean it's like the character of mgf if you're if you're pronouncing that as the idea of it's like money in the bank for example then it'd be done if it would be dumb if he was like I'm cashing this in at full gear. Yeah, so you weeks. have four weeks to prepare. <laughs> yeah, like like that's how MJF's yeah. character. He's gonna right. like undermine you and dirty you. Right. So that's why I think my best guess is it's gonna be at the Cincinnati show. Yeah, could be. Yeah, I don't know. I'm but, really interested to see what they're gonna do. Yeah, they blow the water. Because in my mind, I went you you go from having a a finish I think, that was kind of like okay, cool, whatever, mm-hmm. and they really tried to make like. He's a three-time champ. Like, they really did what they could to kind of put it over. Yeah. And and everyone, they were going to pop no matter what. It yeah. It was Brian Moxley. You, you, had, you had no lose situation there. But then to have MJF come out of nowhere, right? I would have rather than not showed him. 
Mm-hmm. And just at the end, he comes out, hits him with the stupid coin. You know what I mean? Cans it to the referee. Tony walks out and goes, what's going on here? Blah, 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 blah. You know? I, and then, and, that's, and then, and then, you know, he, you know, MJF just, you know, keeps stamping on it. He goes, you owe me, you told me blah, 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 blah. blah. Yeah. And then he wins it. And, and then he just, you know, flips off con and walks out. My, my best oh. guess is that's exactly the idea, but yeah. it happens in his hometown. Yeah. So be. it's like, you get the yeah. big heat right. of the hometown thing. Yeah. Interesting. So um, overall great for this show. Dynamite specifically. Yeah. Dynamite. I don't, I'm not even going to write rampage. Rampage uh, sucked. B minus. Yeah, that was okay. It's a fine show. Yeah. Yeah. And Rampage, C minus. Yeah, not good. It, it just brings the whole show down. Yeah, it was all right. Um, let's talk here. Let's shift focus here a little bit. Let's talk. Let's talk Pistons, man. Um, okay. You know, we 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 kind of put them in the back burner. They're in the off season. We're like less than a month now, right, from the tip off from the open season. Yeah. Open, right. Yeah, I think October 18th or so. Yeah. Is... So we are getting close to year three under Troy Weaver. Year three, right? Yeah. Year three. Yeah. Year three under Troy Weaver. Um, you know, getting to see the debut of the Jade Ivies and the Jalen Durens and all that if good stuff. If they play, who knows? What they're, they're gonna play. Come on, don't hurt me already. It's fine. Um, but in the meantime, though, mm-hmm. Troy Weaver doing Troy Weaver things. Another trade happened. Saban yeah. Lee, Kelly Olynyk going to the Utah Jazz in return for was it Bojan Bogdanovic? Bo- there you go. Thank you. The Adam. Utah Jazz forward. Yep. Um, you know, we talked, we kind of did a little bit of a roster breakdown, uh, after the draft and we were like, wow, they have a lot of centers. You know, you have Nerlens Noel, you had Kelly Olenek, you drafted Jalen Duren, you've got Isaiah Stewart. You're like, um, there's a lot of big dudes here and, mm-hmm. uh, not a lot of them can shoot. <laughs> yep. Um, they kind of cleared the log jam a little bit. They get another player for the wing. who can play the three or the four that Bogdanovich can play. It's good career three point shooter. I don't think he's ever been under 36%, I believe. In his career from three in the NBA, uh, is that is that a right? Is that a correct? So his last, stat? Uh, well, he has been slightly. So oh, his okay. last, uh, so we'll go for like six years here. Yeah. So he shot thirty eight percent, thirty nine percent, forty one percent, forty two percent, forty thirty nine. He had one year where he was like thirty five, thirty six, thirty eight, thirty five. Yeah, so roughly. So like though, yeah. his lowest is thirty five. Okay, so thirty. Okay, but he's, his average is thirty nine percent. Yeah, so that's crazy. That's really good for a three point shooter, and yeah. they need guys like that to space the floor especially when you have guys like Cade and Jaden Ivey coming yeah. in that are slashers um, yeah so he uh his career average he averages 15 three and a half rebounds one and a half assists his last year average mm-hmm. was 18 four and two yeah and that's so that's, that's what you're bringing so, in and once again right you look and you know people want to know about the money right he I think he's like 12 or 13 million against the cap this year but he's a free agent after this year because he's an older guy right I think he's like 34. I believe. So, yeah. So, he is uh, 30, 33 years Damn, old. I'm, like, off like, by a yeah. number here. And his, his cap hit's actually 19. 19. Okay. His sorry. cap hit's 19. But this is his, 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 like, uh, last year on yeah. the contract. Right. So, if he, for some reason, is yeah, bad, they, yeah. they don't have to, like, he's not. It's like an expiring Correct. contract. Correct. So, so, you're not, so, you're taking on a little bit more money, in, in, in which you have the ability to do, yes. while maintaining financial flexibility. You mm-hmm. address two needs. And I will say, if you had to compare Kelly Olenek getting, I oh, think it was, yeah. like, 12 or 13, to and this, this guy getting 19 i would yeah. much rather take this guy at 19 absolutely so taking advantage of a situation by utah where they're clearly trying to tear it down right mm-hmm. danny Ainge is like i know how to tear it down and get draft picks after that not so much but yep. right now i know how to do this um and then also now right you fill a spot at the wing or the power forward depending on where you want to play him depending mm-hmm. on the lineup you clear the log jam at center quite a bit because i think duran's going to get more time than 
people. Yeah. I think Nolan's Norello is going to get a lot of time that yeah. like, I'm not going to love. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get some three point shooting. Yeah. Well, I think I think just the idea of having a lineup of Cade, Ivy, Shadik Bay, Bogdanovich, and then Isaiah Stewart kind of gives you like a resemblance of what like Phoenix does, mm-hmm. where you do. Chris Paul, yep. Devin Booker, Mikel Bridges, Jake Crowder. Like, yeah, right. good defensive, right. like, perimeter pieces. Mm-hmm. And then you got, like, DeAndre Aiden, who's, like, your big stuffer guy in the right. middle. You got to imagine Jalen Durant when he takes Stu's spot because he's yeah. going to wind up at some point during the year. Probably. And it's just going to be lob city bitches. Yes. I'm telling you right now, dude, it's going to be yes. off the hizzy. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this trade. I can't say a bad thing about this trade. It addresses so many needs for me. No. It gets Kelly Olynyk, and we all kind of knew. I think me and you kind of talked previously. This might have been off air, but we're like Kelly Olynyk is not long for this world. No, like you knew even when he signed. You're like, he's got maybe a year here, and then they're gonna flip him at yeah. some point to a challenge. I think, I think the only thing or, I yeah. I wish they could have put in this trade yeah. is Corey Joseph. <laughs> yeah, me too. I would have much rather kept Saban Lee over Corey Joseph. Yes, but ten thousand. But with Jay Ivey being on the team, he can play point as well. Yeah. So maybe we don't see. I was gonna say, I I don't think like with so like when you look at your guard position here, it's having only a veteran in that that's why they didn't do it. Yeah, like having you know Alec Burks, yeah, and Diallo kind of, yep. and Cade and Jay Ivey and, and Killian Hayes. Hayes. Yep. I don't see a lot of time for Corey Joseph. At anyway, all. yeah, but for sure, I'm very interested. This is going to be a big year for Dwayne Casey. We talked about this, and we'll talk about it again here in a couple weeks. But this is a big year for Dwayne Casey. Troy Weaver is really this whole team makeup is drastically different. Mm-hmm. Like I can't even stress to people how much different this is. I love the trade. I can't say anything bad about it. It's clearly a salary dump for Utah, yeah. right? They're going to try to probably reach a settlement, or maybe Kelly Olynyk plays them. I don't know, but. It's one of those situations. Yeah, dropping off nineteen million. Yeah, exactly. So you're just kind of like, okay, I don't think there was there, there was no picks attached to this either. Mm-hmm. So it's like, just straight up two yeah, for one players. I'm like, sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I I love the move. A plus for me. Yeah. Um, let's talk. Let's talk some Tigers here. We do have a new director of baseball operations, uh, Scott Harris. Right, that's his name, Scott Harris. Yeah. Scott Harris, the former general manager of the San Francisco Giants, is now your new president of baseball operations for your Detroit Tigers. Um, just right off the bat, I'm assuming he's going to be the de facto decision maker slash GM. Um, they that's, asked about that at the presser. Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of the idea I got. He yeah. said at the presser, he was like, I need to like evaluate the team and see what we have and stuff. Right. So I was like, the, the answers he was giving. It makes it sound like he's going to be the de facto GM without the GM title. Yeah. It very much feels like a promotion, but at the yeah. same time, you're going to be doing general manager things. Yes. Yeah, so, that's kind of what I was getting. Um, because I, I mean, Avila was de- technically vice president of like the Tigers organization slash mm-hmm. general manager. So I guess maybe they just lopped off the general manager. I guess yeah. I don't know. Um, but he's going to be the guy, right? Super fast rising person within baseball, from all accounts. Uh, he used to play. He was, was under the was with the Cubs when they built that World Series winner. He was with the Giants when they won 117 games last year. Um, you know, crazy that they got him to, to leave mid season. By the way, that's wild to me. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, hey, I'm going to go on this interview now. What? Yeah. Um, so that was kind of interesting, you know, to have a little bit of time here that's left in the season as they kind of wind it down on a dismal 2022 season um, to allow them to kind of get an evaluation, see where they're at, right? It looks like him and A.J. Hinch are already kind of in lockstep with some of the changes that need to be made. Um, I dig it. Bringing in some youth, clearly there's going to be a new vision here. Um, I love how they were like, he was like, we need to make 
a lot of moves mm-hmm. <laughs> to yeah. make this team to get this thing going. And he's like, and we need to attract, we need to attack the strike zone both offensively and defensively. That was something he like stood out as like a pillar. He goes, everything is related to the strike zone. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so clearly this guy's got like a thing, right? Yeah. Like a book or a Bible of some sort where like, he's like, this is how we, we win. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that was a little bit refreshing to see. It's hard because he's a baseball executive. I don't know what what you're gonna do, right? Yeah. And right, the second. I was gonna say this is this is like Steve Eiserman coming in for the hockey, and yeah. it's just like you just it's just gonna be a long time. Before I you did. Really did get you find stuff. it interesting? Did you watch the presser? Did you see any of the highlights? No, I just I listened to it a little bit. Okay, but. so I watching it right in uh, Illich was like, you know, I want to thank everybody who helped with the hiring process. He mentioned Steve Eiserman as one of those guys. It is r- r- like ridiculous and crazy and also hilarious to me that. Steve Eisenman is basically like king of Detroit. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, if he wanted to, Eisenman could go to Chris Illich's desk, take a big steaming shit on his desk, and goes, this is what's happening. And Chris Illich would go, hey, thanks, Steve. I really appreciate the input there, buddy. Yeah. And then walk out. Like, if he goes to Chris Illich, he goes, hey, we need this amount of money to sign this guy. Okay, Steve, sounds good. I think that's the kind of clout that Steve Eisenman has within the Illich family. And the entire organizations of the Red Wings and the Tigers and everywhere else that has anything to do with the Illiches, where they're just like, well, let's ask Steve. Mm-hmm. He seems to be a pretty smart guy. <laughs> yeah, literally. You know what I mean, though? It just feels like it, he's just kind of like, no, 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 this is happening. Um, yeah, so I, I, I mean, it's one of those things. I don't really know a, a ton to say. Like I said, super fa- fast, up-and-coming guy um, <clears throat> in baseball. Young dude. He's like 36, something yeah. crazy. Um, so... I'm interested. I'm, I really am. I'm interested to see the, the direction they take this team. You know, A.J. Hinge has always pushed for, you know, being kind of on the cutting edge of things, so I think they're going to fit well together. Um, I don't know, but all we do know for sure is that it's a new era of Tiger baseball. Yeah. Whether, whatever that means. Good or bad. It can't be worse it than can't, this. It really can't be worse. can't be worse than this, so I guess we're going to figure it out. Um, all right, let's shift. Main event here. Um, Michigan, Michigan State. Let's talk Michigan first. Um, they do get the win. Over Maryland, uh, what was the final? 34-27? Was that the final? Yes. 34-27? Because I know Maryland scored a late garbage time touchdown. It was very upsetting for gambling people. Oh, my God. Yeah, because they were favored by nine, right? Was Michigan? I had them at 13 and a half. Oh, okay. All right. Somebody said told me nine yesterday, but maybe yeah. that was just what they bet about. Anyway, either way, Michigan gets the win. Um, did not look great in mm-hmm. the, in this performance. Uh, I, I think it's a tale of two halves for both sides, really. Um I thought Maryland came out throwing the kitchen sink at them. Really didn't, you know, but Michigan's defense was able to stop them. Michigan's pass rush looked terrible in this uh-huh. game. Um, thankfully, the secondary played well enough, got a couple interceptions there to kind of slow down the momentum. Um, the offense, there were times where it looked like they were moving the ball okay, and then there was a lot of time where not so much. Give me your impressions, your thoughts um, on the win. It's a win, so I'll take it, yeah. but it was ugly. Ah, got it. It it was it was rough. It yeah. was rough to watch. Yeah. Um, I think if the stat line doesn't show it as rough, it doesn't. But because like JJ went eighteen for twenty six, yeah, two hundred twenty six, and, and then two touchdowns. Yeah. So it doesn't look bad. Yeah. But when you watch, you go, those if, are a hard two twenty. I, I will <laughs> say, if they did not have Blake Quorum, they do not win this game. No, at all. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even close. Um, I don't think they have DJ Turner. They don't win this game. He yeah, had he had a great game. game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the offense. So like this game to me, going in was okay. 
how it's the test for the defense. Yeah. Offense should score 50 yep. like they have been. This is the test for the defense. How does the defense look? Yep. And I think like half, like a quarter of the way through this game, it like flipped for me. I was mm-hmm. like, this feels like a test for the offense. Because yep. I thought the defense, even though Maryland um, moved down the field relatively easy, yep. you know, they went eight plays, 40 yards, field goal, 13 plays, 75 yards, touchdown, six plays, 39 yards, field goal. Yep. After that, it was interception, punt, and a half, punt, punt interception and then touchdown touchdown right. so it was like there was like that middle right they were really, really like kind of punting, turning over like they they found their footing and got stuff going in the middle right. of the game there right. and then there was the garbage time points at the end yeah but i thought the offense i was just like okay so they open up they basically like, gave you seven they points. gave you seven points by fumbling at like the five yard line and then you scored so you got the touchdown and the one point then you went field goal then you went fumble punt miss field goal touchdown end the half punt 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 touchdown field goal i was like you're just like there's a lot of there's a lot of lulls in the game i thought jj could have scored like i think he missed i can count on one hand four just off the top of my head yeah that were probably touchdowns if not like 50 plus yard passes that he just overthrew or just missed by like five or six yards Mm -hmm. uh he should have had an interception in the corner of the end zone but the maryland's guy's foot was out of bounds um near the end of the game Yep. yep um when they kicked the field goal instead, there was just a lot of stuff offensively that was like, you don't look good and it's Maryland. Yeah. yeah we need I, to fix that. The defense, yeah. you know, pass it is what it is. Pass rush is rough. I think they, I think the pass rush is deep, but not efficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they were like, rotating guys. Like they get, like they have like Mike Morris and the transfer guy and mm-hmm. Brandon, uh, Gregor and yep. they have like three, four five guys. I'm like, they can play, mm-hmm. But none of them just get like constant pressure right. at all. Like, they weren't winning their one on ones early for nah. sure. And um, when Maryland scored a chunk of their points, it was when they were able to sit back there until he was able just to sit back there and pick them apart. Exactly. Like when you got 13, 15 seconds, it felt like sitting back there. Yeah. Where you got all the time in the world. That's not a secondary issue at this point. That's yeah. a lack of pass, pass rush. And then when yeah. they burn the blitz, oh, that's when they call a screenplay that goes for 25. It definitely yeah. felt in the first half. It felt like the defense was a play behind. It very much felt like Washington Lions last week, where mm-hmm. Washington's defense was like one play behind the offense. Yes, that's how it felt to me in the first yeah. half of this. But game. in the second half, they I was like, they, they cleaned it up, and Michigan was able to like get back on track, and, and they, they pulled away for a second too. Yeah, yeah they were up fifteen. Yeah, uh, it looked good. I mean, the final score says seven. It realistically was fifteen. Yeah, or you know, even more. Yeah, but they got the garbage time touchdown at the very end. Um, yeah, I just, it's, you know, it yeah, wasn't it a clean game. I we, we talked going in that this was a trap game for them, mm-hmm. for sure, right? Even though at home, um, it definitely felt like one of those games where you're like, eh, don't, don't sleep on this team. Yep. You know what I mean? They're, they're well coached, right? To, you know, to his brothers, you know, he's a pretty good player. I think mm-hmm. his hair looks ridiculous, but he, he looks like a good, he's a, he you know, pretty, so, pretty solid guy. They can throw the ball really well. They couldn't stop the run early, which was a concern as well. Um, I think JJ just need. I think it's one of these things where I think these are the growing pains you're going to go through with JJ as your full-time starter. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked off air, and I think you made a great point. You go, you probably win this game by more with Cade in the game. Not with how he's been playing this year, let me be very clear. Yeah. But last year, Cade, yeah. where they actually blocked for him. <laughs> um, yeah. The offensive line was like, we're going to yeah. try for you. Yeah, um, I definitely felt like they, this game would have been a little more open because there was some checkdowns that were open, right? Now, the big playability is no, not there with Cade McNamara, yeah. but the the more, I think, more a little more consistency. But I do think... It's just going to be with time for J.J. Mm-hmm. He's a sophomore, right? He's 
it's going to take a minute. I think I, I think like JJ so far has been enabled with the big play too much. Yeah, like the sure. highlight reel of being like, right. look what I can do. Right. And but now it's, it's like, okay, when things aren't working. Yeah, but now we, yeah. we still continue to put up points. Exactly. We saw flashes, right? We saw the good and bad, right? We saw him scamper for 37 yards to get an eight-yard first down, right? Yeah. And then a couple plays later, he makes a great throw to get in the red zone. And then he tries to do the same thing he did and he loses 20 yards because he's trying to salvage something that's not open. Mm -hmm. So I think it, I think it's going to come with maturity. I do think it's going to come with like, Hey, you gotta, sometimes you just gotta go that it's not the play, right? Let's yeah. throw it away and just come back and live another down, yeah. especially in the red zone. You can't take a 20 yard loss and now it being, okay, we got to get to the 12 yeah. to get to the first down. That's not, that's not helpful here. I do think there's going to be some growing pains. I think this stretch is perfect for them getting ready for Michigan State. Is you know you're playing Iowa, you're playing Indiana. Those games are big games for JJ to settle in, get your shit going, and hopefully for the home stretch when you play the Penn States, when you play the Michigan States, you play the Ohio States, you're going to have some sort of a rhythm mm -hmm. going in. That's how I kind of feel about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, let's talk Spartans now. Uh, they take the Big L, thirty-one-seven. Final? 31-7? Yes. 31-7. Uh, 34-7. 34-7. I'm sorry. 34-7 uh, at, at home to Minnesota. Uh, their second loss in a row. They dropped a 2-2. Two and two. Um, I don't like to be Mr. Inflammatory Statements, but your season's over. Um, not only did you lose a non-conference game, so you're like, oh, well, our, our whole season's still ahead of us. Well, you just lost your first Big Ten game, so and you're going to play Ohio State. That's all I really need to say about yeah. that. So you're at minimum going to have at least one more loss probably on your record, and that's including you then pull off an upset against every other team. Um, thoughts on this game? What a disaster. We talked about the Spartans last week, um, you know, but there were some caveats to that, right? Mm -hmm. It was non-conference. You're going across the country, short time delay, all this stuff. Give me your thoughts. What the hell? What's going on? Yeah. Come on. Uh, yeah, this this one's a very interesting question on yeah. is Michigan State just this bad or is Minnesota just kind of good? Yeah. And I think it's a, a tale of both ends. I think people underestimate how good Minnesota kind of is. They're doing year. a good job over there. Yeah. yeah. Like, like Tanner Morgan. I mean, Tanner Morgan looked really good, but like it's Well, against, when you're 26 for 28, yeah, yeah that helps. Yeah, for 268 and three touchdowns and no picks. It's like yeah. re it's really nice to have that. Uh -huh. But they have that Ibrahim guy yep. who's just a dog mm -hmm. as a running back. Mm -hmm. So, like – they're, I think Minnesota is actually a good team. Yeah, but but Michigan State also just looks just like they should be in the Big Ten right now. Like yeah, they, you they, can't lose thirty four to seven. Yeah, they, they look they look like they are like uh, like the Nebraskas of the world right now, where yeah. it's like we can't stop anybody, we can't move the ball, can't do much. Like Peyton Thorn, seventeen for twenty four, two picks. Then they yeah. brought the in that line doesn't sound bad. Seventeen for twenty four, like that's not a bad day. Yeah. And then you go and two interceptions. Yeah. So the sophomore Noah Kim comes in, he throws he goes six or seven, seventy yards and a touchdown. And everyone goes, Here we go. Yeah. He's the guy. Yeah. And yep. uh, well, it's like well, he couldn't beat out Thorne. He couldn't beat out Thorne, so I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um but yeah, Michigan State is just in a world of hurt. Their their defense and is bad. Their schedule upcoming, so their next four games. They play Maryland uh, next week, which is not. So they play game. in Maryland next week. Ooh, home, in Maryland too. Yikes. Home against Ohio State. Home against oh. Wisconsin. At Michigan, off of a bye. Even though both Michigan and Michigan State have a bye the same week, so like they both come off a bye that week. Um, they play in Michigan. So that's your next four. I think if you're lucky, you're one and three. Like you're one and three through that stretch. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what's going on. And this and this comes back to and and we talked about it last week. And I and I know I've been harping on it a little bit. 
But once again, I am not I'm not a Michigan State fan, right? I'm a Michigan fan, right? But I don't I don't actively look out for Michigan to Michigan State to lose games. It's just not that's not part of my repertoire. Um, I actively root for Ohio State to lose games, but that's because I want Michigan to have an easy road <laughs> big time big yeah. title. But um, I don't really necessarily root against Michigan State when they play other teams outside of Michigan. So for this, it's a little bit frustrating because if I'm a Michigan State fan, there is no way in hell you are saying that this is an acceptable result. You lose by a last-second field goal. You, you commit a costly turnover or something. Fine. That's mm-hmm. not coaching at that point. That's that's just the game. This is coaching. I'm sorry. You mean to tell me right now that the Minnesota is just so much more talented that Minnesota out recruited you to this game? Mm-hmm. No, it didn't happen. Sorry about you, folks. It didn't. This is on coaching. This is on. I think Mel Tucker is going to need to make a change D coordinator very quickly. Yeah. Um. I think Mel Tucker's going to need to figure out what the hell is going on with his secondary, and he's a secondary guy. I think he coaches the secondary as well. Um, I don't know, man. I just it, It's one of those situations where it's like, I feel like because it's Michigan State and not Michigan, we're not talking about it enough, but you can't tell me right now that this season is not a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Two and two, you play two games that were any sort of real competition, you lost both of them by multiple scores. That's not okay. You're a Division One program. You you were you won eleven games last year. Everyone thought that Mel Tucker was the second coming of you know whoever. You pay him all this money, and I I'm and I'm not a guy, I'm not the guy that's going to come out here and say you know you should be, um, you know like I don't care how much people make. Quite frankly, I don't mm-hmm. get as much money as you can. Yeah. However, you're a coach that's paid to win. You're, you're a coach that's paid to win games like this. Mm-hmm. Nobody in their right mind going into this season said Michigan State was going to lose back-to-back to Washington and Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Now, you could have said, eh, they're going to Washington. That's kind of a bit of a trap game for them. I could see them losing that game. And then, we, okay, then we come home, play Minnesota, get the win back, and we and we go yeah. on our merry way. Didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How do you feel about this? Because I just think that this is a I think it's, I think it's a poor job by the entire Michigan State staff, and I think that Michigan State fans should not be okay with this and not settle mm-hmm. if you somehow turn the ship around and win six games this year. I, I don't know. I, I think this the whole thing is a failure right now. And I think, oh, it's, no, yeah. I think it's a direct, like, what the hell? No, it's, this gives me, like, last year Lions vibes. Yeah. Where you went in, you're like, okay, the first four games are rough. You go, like, one and three. But yeah. then you should, like, kind of get an upswing. Yeah. And by, like, week eight, you're, like, three wins or something. Yeah. And then you come out and you're like, oh, and eight. And you're yeah. like, okay, so, like, this was not this is not it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of the same thing for Michigan State where it was, like, your first four games should be, like, three and one. You know, but then you're, but then you get like Maryland and stuff where you should be favored in and not anymore, not anymore. Like Maryland, Wisconsin, those games you should be favored in. And then maybe you have a loss, maybe two losses going into Michigan. Right. Now it's like, we're happy to get a win. If you were telling me right now they went nine and three this year, I'd have been like, okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's okay. Like, you know what I mean? Okay. You lost to Michigan, you lost to Ohio State and you lost Washington or uh, whatever team. You got upset somewhere. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, I see. I was, I see. I was a little lesser than you. I was, I, I thought they'd be seven and five. Yeah. So, and they're on that trajectory for seven and five. So yeah. that's why I'm not like, I guess they're not underachieving for me. They're right. about where they are. But I think the expectation, Michigan went two and four three years ago. Mm-hmm. 
that was a disaster, and everybody was calling for Harbaugh's head. Rightfully so, by the way. Yeah. That was bad. It was, it was really unacceptable. Bad. Looked awful. Unacceptable to be like that. So when you then come out, right, and then you, you turn around, you go in a big, and it's like, okay. You know what I mean? We've mm-hmm. righted the ship a little bit here, yeah. right? This is Mel Tucker's year where you go, this was not, this was not good. Yeah. So you now have to come back next no, year. No, I think and I think a dog. I think next year you have the you should have high expectations because yeah. I think I think you had cause like Harbaugh the last like five years before the COVID year were always like ten wins yeah. but didn't win the Big Ten title. Right. So like Mel Tucker comes in the first two years even with the COVID year not terrible. Yep. Last year was eleven and two. Yep. This this can be your down. Like everyone gets even like the Alabama's oh, yeah. get absolutely. Your 10 you and two get down years. years. Like absolutely. he absolutely. So I think this will be their down year. I think their big time is next year if you're also seven and five. Yeah, is when it gets bad. Like if you're seven and five this year and then you're you seven think, and five next let year. Let me ask I think you a question. Bad. Do you but, think that Michigan State fans are still okay with this because he's two and zero against Michigan? Oh, absolutely. I, I don't get it, I guess. And you're you're not a state fan, so that's that's yeah, why you don't I, get yeah, it. Yeah, I just I, I like they've always I think state fans, especially like long term state fans, yeah. have always looked at like being the lesser of the two for such a long time. Oh yeah, and I get that it. it's like when they beat right. them, it's like a big deal for them. But the Where last Michigan, thirteen years you haven't been. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like you you kick Michigan's ass for like eight years in a row mm-hmm. when they went through the worst downturning program history with back to back bad coaching hires. Yeah. And then and it's like, yeah, Harbaugh's, like, whatever, record again. What, I don't care. But it, the point is, it's like, okay, that's great. You beat Michigan. And I don't like losing to Michigan State. I think mm-hmm. it's very frustrating. However, as we talked about ahead of time, it all really comes down to beating Ohio State. Yeah, but to them it doesn't. Right, but it should. Yeah. And that's the thing I don't get. It's, okay, you beat Ohio State, but you lose to Michigan. Then you go, okay, well, what the hell? Well, because, I, yeah, I think, I think for Michigan State – um, that's their game and yeah. i understand michigan, that michigan is their game but you're no State's longer little game. brother yeah is my point and i don't and i and i, I, I just don't think michigan I mean? state fans yeah. feel that and that's the thing i think it's, they still you feel spent this brother. entire time right the dan the comment and then d'antonio coming out and all this other stuff you're not little brother anymore yeah. you're not this isn't a year where we haven't what well, it's not like michigan state hasn't beat michigan in 30 years mm-hmm. okay it's not you've won the last two you shouldn't have won last year but it's fine but like you've won the last two. You're roughly 500 since Harbaugh got there. It's like, okay, it's not the same anymore. So the, to, to have the, and I get it, use whatever you needed to get the win, but you're not. So the expectation should have been as long as we beat Michigan, that's all I care about. That's the dumbest thing ever to me. That's stupid. That's like me as a Lions fan saying, as long as we beat Chicago, that's stupid. As long as we beat Green Bay, as long as we go 2-0 against Green Bay every year, don't care. That's dumb. Yeah, and that's, that but that's stupid. but that is how some people think. Though. And that is ridiculous to me. Yeah. I, I if last year was not a perfect example for Michigan slash Michigan State fans to go look. Yeah, you lost one of your rivalry games, but you still won the Big Ten title and you're playing for a chance to win a national championship. Mm-hmm. That's at the end of the day. If Michigan won a national title last year, you think anyone's talking about losing to Michigan State? No. No one cares. You won a national championship. Mm-hmm. Who gives a shit? Yeah. You know what I mean? I just. I don't know, man. I just I'm looking at it from a bigger picture, and I go, if you're not trying to win a freaking championship, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, but that's that's how Michigan State's memo. <sighs> I don't know. I want. I do. We need a Michigan State fan, like a legit somebody who's like I in can, it. I can find one for we you. We need to get one on the show and explain to me the me- the mentality, because 
I am struggling to understand it because if Harbaugh started out two and two this year, yeah, he, he people would be like he needs to be fired. Yeah. He needs to be fired. Listen, the mentality of a lot of sports fans, I don't understand. Yeah. I had a whole debate with someone the other day, and I've talked to yeah. you about this. Yeah. It's this whole, like, if the Lions are, like, 2-7, and seven, yeah, and they're like, I'd rather watch that than, like, two undefeated NFL teams. And I go, I, I just go, the mentality of some fans yeah. are just insane to me. I understand wanting to watch your team. I do. I do get it. I, I get I get wanting to watch like right now, team. Like, right now, if yeah. I was a Michigan State fan. Yeah. And Michigan State goes next week and loses to Maryland. I have no interest in watching any more Michigan State games. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, you're not wrong there. And here's the: if Michigan lost to Maryland yesterday, yeah. I'm not sitting out watching every Michigan game this week. Yeah, this year. That's true. That's true. No, I get. Like, it. like you're telling me, okay, they yeah. lo- Michigan lost to Maryland yesterday. Okay. Next week, you get Michigan and Iowa, or you get Ohio State, Penn State at the same time. You can only play, watch one game. Which way are you watching? Yeah, I get it. I get. I get it. Like that's that's my mentality. But there's but some people. But you're there's... a sports fan, though. I, yeah. I can defend their mentality a little bit, just because. I can't. Just because, especially here in this city in particular, yeah. people want to watch their team. Yeah, I just right? I, I can't. You're you it's are you're more of a look. Like I have my teams, but if my team sucks, I'm not going to waste my time with yeah. that. A lot of fans aren't like that. I can't. I, 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 I think and you're that's, actually in the minority. I know, right? and that's the mentality yeah. I can't stand. That's with the one I don't. I I I, agree, I understand what you're saying. I'm. I was just like, about, uh, yeah, I just yeah, can't do it. I, I I'm talking about like expectation. Like, let mm. me put it this way: Lions start out six and two this mm-hmm. year. It's not going to happen. But if they do, no, yeah. right? Your expectations now can't be well. I well, I went into the season thinking they were going to go six and eleven. So I'm happy if they lose out. No. Yeah. The expectation is now you probably need to get to nine wins and make the damn playoffs. Then after that, you know, mm-hmm. chance in the win. Michigan State went eleven and two last year. You defied expectations because everybody thought you were going to win six games. You went eleven and two. The expectation cannot then be, well, I just hope to God we win five. Yeah, but I think I think to that point though, I think if you start the season two two, I think people's expectations go down no, now. no 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 i agree with you now but so i'm saying is before this though your expect but your expectation going into the season was we should be in the mix oh see and that's where our misconnect is because yeah. i thought they'd be seven wins and not be anywhere you, close you did yeah i'm talking about from the from looking at it and going okay michigan's losing some but, big time cats ohio state's losing some and dudes i, I we would, went 11 and 2 but i would say a lot of state fans Went into the season thinking they were only going to win seven games. I don't understand that. I don't under okay. Like I think you're saying I don't understand yeah. either. But I think that's yeah. I'm in, I'm in I think I'm in. You the lost majority, one guy last year. I think I'm in the majority of Michigan yeah. State fans. Yeah, but I think a lot of Michigan State fans were like, I think we're only going to win seven games. Like going into the season, and so then Michigan. I think now it's like if we can beat. Indiana and Wisconsin, right. blah blah, and we get and to we six beat and Michigan. We'll and we be, beat Michigan. If we yeah. beat Michigan, we go seven and five. That's my expectation. Yeah. So we met it. And and that's the part I. Don't I think understand. some Michigan fans look at it like you do and go, "You guys should be like ten and two. Like, what are you guys doing?" Well, that's what at least like going into the season, you should go. We beat Michigan last year. We should have beat Purdue, and we had, we should have won the Big Ten title last year. Mm-hmm. That was the, that should have been the thought, right? Now, granted. If you did, it would have been a disaster. But like the point is that yes. you, that was you were in it. Yeah, you were in it to win the Big Ten title last year. Mm-hmm. So now the next year should be, hey, we need to build off of that. And I know yeah. college is a little bit different. You lose guys. Yeah. it's hard to get those guys replacement. Okay, but going into this season for Ohio State, 
the expectation is we need to win the Big Ten championship mm-hmm. every year. Michigan's expectation is, hey, we just won the Big Ten title. Okay, now we got to do it again yeah. because now we got to go to Ohio State and we got to figure out how the hell we're going to stop that juggernaut because yeah. they're going to come and kick our ass. We got to figure that out. The Harbaugh was not going to be allowed to go eight and four mm-hmm. this year. Just yeah. was not. That's not. <laughs> that's yeah. not a thing. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying is that if I'm a Michigan State fan. You like say like the D'Antonio years. You mean to tell me right now you win the Big Ten title and you're next year you're like oh, I just hope we win seven games? Mm-hmm. Come on, yeah, come on. You know that's just the thing. I don't know. It, it's it's having an expectation whether you uh, underwhelm. Okay, like, like now now if you're Michigan State, you're like man, I hope we win seven games because of what you've seen the last two weeks. Yeah, but going into the season, you can't. There's no way a, a straight laced Michigan State fan can say, yeah, I really hope that we just win seven games and hopefully pull off the upset against Michigan. You know, but we went eleven and two last year. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. Yeah, but that's the thing is, yeah. I think a lot of Michigan states think that. That's wild. Then, then you know what? You're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Why are you rooting for a team that it, like a lot of people didn't go to Michigan State? Either. That's the part that kills me. It's like you want to call Michigan fans Walmart Wolverines because they didn't go there. But if you're rooting for Michigan State and your expectation every year is seven wins, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Go yeah. root for a good team. Go root for a team that's not in the state. Then go root for Clemson or something. Yeah. At least you then you got a chance at something. That's, that's, that's so I, stupid. That's, that's, that's just dumb. Yeah, I Come I honestly agree. But Come on, it's, that's, it's, that's it's a state fan. To me. All right, that's gonna be it for this week's show, guys. Um, you know, next week, I don't know. Maybe we talk Lions a little bit. We're going into week four. Maybe I don't know. Depending if they get steamrolled by Minnesota, then maybe I'll wait. But I'll <laughs> say I'll say I don't know. You're, you I might want to wait an hour I for know. that one. Yeah, no kidding. But that's gonna be it for this week's show, guys. Uh, once again, episode two hundred, a monumental episode for us. We really appreciate all the support. Um, if you could make sure share, like, subscribe, all that good stuff, uh, wherever you like podcasts, we're there. If we're not on a place that you listen to podcasts, let us know. I will get us on there. I am so ears to the ground when it comes to that. I want to know if we're not somewhere so we can be there so that everybody has an equal chance to listen. Um, obviously we are on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on iHeartRadio, we're on SoundCloud, we're on everywhere that I think you can get them. Amazon, we're there. Um, once again, please go ahead if you if you feel so inclined to support the show, uh, please go to our website I'mAlwaysRightPC.com, all one word, no spaces. Go to the shop IAR tab on our website. Go ahead and buy the new official I'm Always Right Sports Podcast logo T-shirt, brand new logo coming uh, to commemorate episode 200 and a new era of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. You know, same great host, same great content, just an updated, fresh look. So mm-hmm. we really appreciate all the support once again. Um, Mike, anything to say to the crowd on episode 200? No. Nothing? No I thank guess. yous? No nothing? Oh, oh, no. No? No? <laughs> Great. Great. I'm over here kissing ass, and you're over here like, ah, screw them. We don't need them. <laughs> oh, screw them. Do we need an audience? <laughs> That's fine. That's going to be it for this week's show, guys. On behalf of the Missing Whaleman, he's the Merck, so Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Bedeka. We will see you guys, as always, next time. <laughs>